Here's the thing about Germany, why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood Fringe. Community, What's going on, people? This is another great episode of TFR Podcast Live. That's hashtag TFR Podcast Live, OB for short. Longhand, it's hashtag TFR Podcast Live presents observations by Crazy D with my guest host, my sister, Tanya M. Congress. What's going on with you? How you feeling? Good morning, good morning, or afternoon, um, for some, morning for some of you, everyone. We are glad to be with you here yet again. We've had an information-packed week uh, this week and in some humorous times this week uh, just going over some of the things that are happening um, we've had some light times and we've had some heavy times on the broadcast and we trust that it's all been informational and helpful to the listening audience but I'm doing pretty good this morning I got my now see today my station is correct I got my water I got my readers I got my coffee, I got my cough drops, I got my lip gloss, I got my lotion, I got my charger, and I got my phone. Everything is here. I don't have to to get up and run for anything. And I even have me a scented candle lit here on the side of my speakers. I am banging today. (laughs) That right there is good to know. For the people, right? Because, you know, each time it's supposed to get easier. So listen, so let's run this down. Of course, it's brought to you by Back in Cleveland Movie. It's one of the most hilarious drama-filled movies coming straight out of Cleveland, Ohio. Written, produced, directed, edited by yours truly. So you know that the sound quality is right, the picture is right, and the action, the written action is like cameras, and I write the great action. Features MCs and talent from Cleveland, Ohio. You can stream it on lordlandfilms.com. That's lordlandfilms.com, lordlandfilms.com. For $2.99, or you can order the hard copy right there at lordlandfilms.com. Okay, the topic, the main topic for the day that we're going to get into just a little later is Are you taking the vaccine? Are you taking the vaccine? It and also, is it like a potato chip and we're going to pull the layers back on that in a little bit so tell me Tanya before we get into uh, just touch it just a little bit just yes or no do you trust the vaccines yes or no (laughs) nope 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 wow that's wow (laughs) 
wow, you know, it's coming and it's, you know, it's going to be here and the revolution will be televised in the hospital. So let, let's kick off with something a little light for some, detrimental for others, I would say. So let's start with this right here. They vandalized, they vandalized the kings. They vandalized the king's home. They vandalized Graceland. And the person who did this mean, the original DJ Holiday from New York, I had the uh, pleasure of meeting him and uh, personally talking to him about hip hop and hip hop's origins. You know, he DJed for and still DJs for uh, Nice and Smooth when they're together, when they're out there on the road. Oh. But, right? So, um, he wrote this and he says, y'all know white folks did this in order to keep black people in bad light. We know how much these MOFers love Elvis. And you know, he's right about that. You wanna know why he's right about that? Because the BLM doesn't this doesn't seem to be BLM to me. So uh what do you think about that one right there? Well, you know, it's been a long going discussion that this BLM is different than the first BLM. Um, so, you know, this is a Marxist organization. Uh, I have not delved into it all the way to say that I consider that a fact. Their behavior uh, does tend to give one that uh, belief that, you know, they, they fit the bill. But um, this is getting more and more prevalent as well that the people that's wearing the BLM garb, which a lot of times are not black people. Uh, are going around and vandalizing and doing things like that to make it look like black people. And so this is probably one of those things because Elvis was known to have made some racist statements during his time concerning black people. So it would just stand to reason or it would be, it's, it's supposed to look obvious that black people came and did this. Now, here's my issue. You know, every time something like this happens, you know, we'll get the blame for it, but we're not getting the credit for the brain power that we have. Now, all of this stuff that's happened all of all up until this point, all of a sudden someone gets the bright idea, a black person, you're trying to make it look like a black person got the bright or not so bright idea to go to Elvis's estate and vandalize his estate. That seems more like the behavior of those who have already started this kind of thing, like the ones who broke into the cell phone stores in Atlanta and things like that. It just, you know, they're running around doing stuff with a BLM on it and we get the blame for it. Anybody who is believing that all the time, uh, you're not watching, you're not paying attention because I see more Caucasians with BLM shirts on than I do black people. Do my lion eyes show me on television? You know, when they say BLM now, I don't even think of BLM as the BLM that in uh, 2013. I don't 
I don't even think of it. I don't even think of it when I when I hear BLM. I think of white folks automatic. I think of white folks doing all the vandalism automatically. And I think that now that people have uh, pretty much caught on, I think that they're thinking of them also as just that, right? People who are vandalizing and destroying just to have something just to have something to do. So, in that spirit, I happen to reach out to Black Lives Matter. I reached out to the three original organizers, right? So the three original organizers, I sent this. I said, three questions from hashtag TFR Podcast Live and hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. And I, of course, connected them to the question. This is These are very, three very important questions about BLM today, right? And what we're seeing on television. Are you in agreement with Black Visions Collective out of Minnesota? Who is Black Visions Collective? We're going to talk about that in just one second. Two. Have you been co-opted by other organizations posing as BLM? Have you been co-opted by other organizations posing as you? And what you say that you are about on your website. And number three, this is very important for me because I come from a from a merch retail. Uh, entrepreneurial background producing for profit music t-shirts etc etc are you in control of the money made from BLM merch because everybody hashtag hashtag BLM they're walking around with Black Lives Matter t-shirts different cities got different Black Lives Matter different designs in, in, in Minnesota, they had a design. The ones that uh, accosted the people coming out the RNC on that Wednesday night, they were wearing a different design of BLM merch. So my question to them is, are you in control of your merch? One, are you in agreement with Black Visions Collective out of Minnesota too. Have you been co-opted by other organizations posing as BLM? And number three, are you in control of the money made from BLM? Now, of course, I did not get a response from BLM, right? I did not get a response from them because these are, you know, common sense questions for those who are running an organization to be in control of the messaging as in how are you in control of the messaging who you're in agreement with making sure you're not being co-opt and if you have control of the money source of what's going on with you and what you're doing so that's what we're looking at. So what you had to say to that real quick before we go forward and talk about who 
Black Visions is as an organization? You know, I thought those were very poignant questions and uh you know, I'm going to take the high road and say maybe their their mailbox is so full and they have so many that they have to get through. They just haven't gotten to yours yet. You know, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, a month from now, uh, when, we're, <laughs> when we're still sitting here and you haven't gotten the answer, then there will be no more doubt. OK, um, you know, like I said before, it's a longstanding discussion as to who which black lives matter this are because what i this is because what i understand the first black lives matter most of them was offered jobs in the government this is what you know what the consensus was that most of them was offered jobs in the government so they got very quiet after that um because they were they were satisfied because their lives mattered enough to get a good job to take care of their family so uh, they were quiet after that they were cool or uh, bought off or whatever however it is you want to term it uh, but these um, you just have to go to their site you have to also look up the interviews the live interviews that they have um, with different sources on YouTube to know what it is they really stand for and what it is that they're really about um, I'm not going to get on that today because I can go for a whole show on that alone but I'm not going to get there, but yeah, um, you know, we need these questions answered because if you, again, people, we need you to pay attention. Don't blindly follow something because it says black. I'm not doing that. I'm not blindly following anything, no matter what it says. I don't blindly follow things that say kingdom. I don't blindly follow things. I observe. I see what's going on. I see the behaviors. I see the, uh, um, you know, the ongoing backgrounds and integrity measurement and character measurement of the people. I don't just b blindly follow people. I'm a leader myself. So, I, I mean, really, I don't really follow anybody. <laughs> but if I'm going to be in support of you, if I'm going to be in support of you and be, um, you know, friendly towards or kind towards your what you're doing, then I need to know that you're operating on a certain level for me to be, you know, uh, at least agreeable to it. Uh, follow it, not, but, you know, uh, being agreeable, I could be agreeable and support and, and say, you know, support what you stand for. Okay, people, so let's look at who this group is. Who this group is this from out of Minnesota. Let me bring this up larger, right? So that I can uh, show it to you right here. You know, let me bring it up right here because I gotta be able to read that writing. Okay, people, so here we go. Black Visions Collective, right? Black Visions Collective. Their tagline on their Twitter page they're from out of Minnesota. Uh, we have nothing to lose but our chains. Then they tell you what to text to know how to be informed about the next insurrection or uprising because we have nothing to lose but our chains. This is Black Visions Collective from out of Minnesota. Now, <clears throat> originally, 
Black Visions formed in 2017. BLM, hashtag BLM, uh, originally formed in 2013, right? So there are some years, it's four years in between these two organizations being formed. This organization, from what I can understand in Minnesota, it appears to me, just looking at it, you know, I, I didn't find this, but it just appears to me, my opinion, just my observation, that it was like churches. They probably were a chapter of Black Lives Matter, and they probably got a little disgruntled because Black Lives Matter did not go into doing things that were more guerrilla warfare style or militant style. Like if you remember the original BLM, they would sit out and have a die-in where they would die on the sidewalk and then the police would have to come in and pick them up. It was passive resistance. Uh, a page from out of Martin Luther King to get the point across. Mass protests of black bodies laying out. These are how many bodies were murdered last year by police, etc., etc., like that. Black Visions is not like that, right? That's why I asked those three All questions right. to hashtag BLM because they are not like that. Now listen, now they say. Funds will go to support those responding responding to the political and cultural opportunity to, to defund police and begin the transition process towards developing and implementing a shared vision of community-led safety. Funds will also go to provide direct, mutual, etc., etc., etc. For those who are uh, locked up, you know, they will go towards the legal fund, right? Okay. Now remember, they're in 2017 and it appears to me that they're just masking themselves by wearing hashtag BLM. That's why I asked BLM, do you agree with them? Two, are you being co-opted by? And three, are you in, are you in control of your merch, of your name, are you in control of that? That's why I asked that. Now, this organization gets donations from, well, first of all, they were, they are a nonprofit and they were originally granted a $20,000 grant by uh, the Minnesota by one of the Minnesota municipalities, right? To help with the police and American black, I'm gonna say American black civilians and the communications between, communications boards and oversight by civilian boards and all that on police, right? It appears since they got the money, however, that it has their directive and their their stated goal has changed. Now, they're getting the notion, donations from STARS, 
from various organizations who are funding this. So when they're walking out and they're doing what they're doing, this, that's why I asked way a long time ago when I was watching the different footage over the last several weeks. I'm like, they're smashing cars, they're smashing up, they're breaking into things and they're claiming BLM. But there's a few different organizations claiming BLM. There's a white organization that's claiming BLM. But then this organization that is about more militant action is also claiming BLM. So we stick with them. We're going to get to the white organization a little bit later in the show. Because you know we don't keep our hands off of Caucasians that are doing wrong to black people. But anyway, American black people in particular. So look, they are out here doing this and they are masking themselves as BLM and they have changed and they are a militant organization. And I can say that thanks to the majority of Caucasians out there and we've seen enough footage, when we think of BLM now, we think of Caucasians. So when when different channels say BLM activists, we think of Caucasians. With this group right here though, and seeing what they're doing and utilizing the BLM tag to mask Black Visions Collective, we don't know what their end game is. What is the end game? What are you looking to do? You're defunding the police and it's kind of vague in your description. Where are we moving with this so-called community? 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. Do you agree with Black Visions Collective that there shouldn't be a police force anymore? 213-943-3358. Should they be disfunded? Defunded? Should they be uh, uh, washed away? Dissolved down the drain? For something that's more community, because we saw what happened with community in Seattle, right? See, this is this is uh, some things to take note of. So, Black Visions, plural, Black Visions, plural, collective. So, more than one vision uh, coming together in a collective effort. More than one vision. Since uh, the disbanding of the police department and things such as that is being vague, that means that's not necessarily the end game. It has to be included as a draw, but it's not the end game. And that's ridiculous anyway. And I'm looking dead in the camera while I'm talking because, you know, I want it to be known when things are just ridiculous. They are ridiculous. You know, disbanding a police department, we definitely need law enforcement. But we need law enforcement to be revamped. We need law enforcement to be trained properly. We need law enforcement to have psychological evaluations before they are allowed on police departments. We need to run um, more thorough background checks uh, into the psyche of people who are going to be police officers. So disbanding uh, law enforcement is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous idea in lieu of a community-based law enforcement, I'm assuming that's what they're saying, put the responsibility of law enforcement with the community. Well, that'll be a happy, okay, corral uh, type of uh, thing. 
So I went over to, while you were speaking, I went over to Google and because I hadn't heard much about Black uh, Visions Collective, but actually I had. This is the one that is is touting the Black Lives Matter moniker. However, they are on something else. The first thing, when you go to their site and you look up the about, it says Black Visions Collective envisions a world in which all and all is capitalized, Black Lives Matter. So that indicates that you're saying the previous one or the original one did not include all black lives. Now, what is the all that's encompassed in this all black lives? So we use the guidance and brilliance of our ancestors as well as the teachings of our own experiences to pursue our commitment to dismantling systems of oppression and violence. We are determined in our pursuit of dignity and equity for all. So, you know, I'm not going to dwell on the ancestors thing too much longer, but that indicates that there is another uh, background, another backdrop that's guiding and leading um, this particular entity called Black Visions Collective. Now, when you go over to another part of the site, no, I looked up an article. I, I typed in Google how, how effective has Black Visions Collective been? That's the question that I typed into Google, right? And it says that, just reading a couple of paragraphs here from this, this article from an interview, conceived by the organizers of Black Lives Matter Minneapolis, Black Visions Collective originated from the tireless fight to break down the systems that have prevented and continue to prevent Black people from thriving and feeling safe. Now, here's a quote by one of the members or one of the founders. We wanted something sustainable that was based in building Black folks in Minnesota, and we didn't really see an organization that reflected that comma, especially one that was rooted in queer Black feminism, says Aluchi Omioga a core team member and co-founder of BLVC. So we decided to create an infrastructure for black folks to be able to advocate for themselves and their own self autonomy. Uh, it follows a vision of black leadership and transformative justice, which broadly describes an approach to criminal justice that does not involve the police. Oh boy. That's a match made in hell right there. The group has pushed to redirect police funding into investment into community resources. But I want us to hone in on the statement, especially one that is rooted in black feminism. Bingo. There is where your all is, the all, the all black lives matter. What they're saying is in the all, we want more of a voice. We want more of an equal billing in this entity so that you know that the all includes uh, this community of, of black feminists. So that presents a whole nother, that's a whole nother egg and a whole nother can of worms because to be a black feminist now, uh, to some degree, you have to be against black men or put black men on the bottom of the register. They serve a purpose, 
they serve a purpose. They serve a purpose to uh, um, serve as a somewhat of a distraction. It's a double-edged sword with that, right? So we have to watch these causes. We have to watch these things that we get behind that have a face on it. The face is to defund the police department. And it's vague when you want to know exactly what it means to defund and to put it in the community's hands. And then you see in the background what's behind it is black feminism. You know, and don't nobody get bound up and upset because I said, because I appear not to be in support of black feminism. Actually, I'm not because I don't find it necessary. I feel that everybody, if everybody plays their role, we can get things done as a a collective people. Let's collect that instead of trying to uh, hide other causes behind more important causes. So this is like, look up, look up uh, Black Lives Matters. Uh, website real quick Tanya and let's read their about their purpose because originally I thought that BLM when you look at it hashtag BLM that their purpose was similar it was but it was about people who were not if I I remember correctly because I'm catching analyzing and shooting here that it was about the underserved or basically unseen groups of black people who made up this make up civil rights but were not represented which would be lgbtq etc 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 but this group right here seems to just like my premise was with just looking at it after you know being in, in experiencing american black life all these years it seems like it was a case of all right i'm baptist but i don't like that i i want to be a holy roller instead i'm going to break away i want to scream i'm going to be a pentecostal so i'm going to break away and start my own church because in the bible i saw a slightly different doctrine that i believe that this particular part of the church is not following so I'm going to do this and we're going to be better and we're going to say come over here because this is the place that can really save you so that's what I thought about Black Visions Collective from out of Minnesota that they were a part of originally a part of uh, Black Lives Matter and now they're breaking away but they're still using the Black Lives Matter banner clothing to mask what they're really doing and what they're getting dollars from. And that is why people who are funding them and who are letting them loose, uh, mostly it appears to be Democrats, are not speaking against them, but they have made this Frankenstein monster that will not cut off. But you know what's good? It's like when you watch movies. If you watch a lot of movies about organizations and how those in power utilize organizations to do their dirty work and then when the organization gets to a point where they don't want to they don't want to follow they've pretty much formed themselves and they want to go out and continue doing what they're doing beyond that then the people there are in power if they can't quell it then they destroy it. So we can see this mm-hmm. happening kind of like the Republicans did 
the Tea Party. They got them in. They said, come on in, you're Republicans. And now there are no Tea Party people in the Congress, or at least they're not saying they're Tea Party anymore and they're towing the party line. So let's look at BLM for a minute. Read what their purpose was and let's see where, and tell me where you think from reading it, the disconnect between the two are. Oh, it's obvious, and your surmising was absolutely correct as uh, there was one group that wasn't included in this, and they made their own group. So I'm not going to read the, the, the main thing. They have four points under their overview. And in point number two, we affirm the lives of Black, queer, and trans folk, disabled folk, undocumented folks, folks with records, women, and all black lives along the gender spectrum. Our nation centers those who have been marginalized with black liberation movements. Now, what stands out to me is the smallest word in here among the list was women, but it didn't say uh, feminist. So feminist was not, black feminist was not included in that group. Uh, people, even though women should have encompassed that, but I guess it wasn't clear enough. So we had to to have a part of the movement that specifically said black feminists. And then uh, one more thing. It, uh, one more thing. It does go on to say that. Uh, one more thing it says that we it goes on to say donate today we appreciate your support of the movement and our ongoing fight to end state sanctioned violence liberate black people and end white supremacy forever see the thing is though you can't end violence with violence you're not going to disband a police department and then put it in the hands of the community and think you're not going to have violence Okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let, let's not conflate the two. So BLM, who did the peaceful protest that we had the die-ins or the die-outs outside, right, with the number of people who were being killed by police, they believed in peaceful protest to get it done. Now, the group Black Visions Collective are different. So what do you see, what, what in there had really threw them off and made them want to go because I've given my perspective and my opinion or my observation observations what do you see in this that made them go that way and you're right violence only begets violence is that right or do we yeah. want or yeah. do we want violence to say that we're going to conquer a European army no violence is not gonna and i'm not saying this because uh of any jelly backness or anything like that if that were the answer i'd be with it but it's not the answer the answer is organizing and the answer to all oppression is hitting them in the pocket we have the biggest economic base in this country and the only thing that's going to force change is when we pull our monies out of other people's businesses, Caucasian businesses, when it hits the pockets, that's when we'll see the change. That's where the organization comes in. Are you going to get, if you come with that violence, is your butt blown off? That's what's going to happen. Unless you got some tanks 
and you got some, you know, uh, firepower and aren't in the kind of firepower you're going to need is illegal for civilians to carry. So unless you got that kind of stuff in your arsenal, uh, which you're committing, you know, you, you're going into a mission where you're committing suicide doing that. Um, that that's not the answer. So what I see is the biggest difference between the two is the second group uh, wants to be more militant and more forceful about getting things done. They see uh, uh, violence as the answer, but that always goes along with it. And again, you know, I'm sorry for those of you who get get upset uh, at your um, support, your speculation that I am uh, anti-black feminism. I don't, I don't believe in it, but I don't hate it or nothing like that. That's them. But what I'm saying is, is there's a mindset that goes along with um, being a movement that is forcing its way into something. There is a mindset behind that. Well, we're going to force our way. We're going to force our way. And the mindset comes with the type of rejection that's behind it. They're not hearing us. We're going to force our way. I am woman. Hear me roar. And everybody else that want to come along with us, we're going to go along and we're going to do this with violence. No, you're not. You're going to uh, waste precious time and end some people's lives, uh, you know, just waste people's lives doing things that are not productive. They're not productive. It has nothing to do with standing up. Standing up is in your brain power. You have to use your brain power. If you're going to break the law to change the law, that's not going to work. Well, they would say the tea party and all that. So, you know, I have to say this because coming from out of the RNC when they were covering it, CNN and MSNBC and uh, Fox News, when they were covering it, we were switching channels watching. There was a group of BLM, it appeared to be, and, you know, that was a, a week ago now. And I was like, why are they going at these Caucasian gay males that were coming from out of the thing when they're, when they're supposed to be for L? BGTQ, or is it because they're for the disenfranchised L, B, T, Q, A through Z that they are only focusing on American Black L, B, T, Q, A through Z, right? But what you find is the feminists, is just from what I've observed, you know, just my observation is that they seem to have a contempt toward gay males and they see them as weak and so that's why they were going at them and you know it took me a minute but then once I researched this and I found out that these are two actually two separate groups one springing from the other like churches and how many more are we going to have and how many times are we going to keep on being on that hamster wheel of repeating history alright people so look the police shooting of Dion K in DC and Dejon Kizzy in LA, Daniel Prue being suffocated in NY, no justice for Brianna and Jacob Blake, Joe Biden's photo ops and empty speeches are disrespectful because he still refuses to end 
qualified immunity and continues to protect bad cops. Qualified immunity makes it so that cops are, whatever they do, they have an immunity to it because it's part of their job. And just as, just in case if they do get hemmed up, they don't have to pay for it. The municipality pays for it. The police department pays for it, which means that it's really the taxpayers paying people for this. Now, as we get started, as we start to open up, as we get closer to our main topic for the night, are you taking the vaccine? Are you taking what you're hearing hook, line, and sinker? Because that will determine if you take, uh, take the vaccine is if you're taking what you see hook, line, and sinker, right? All right. So let me go here. Okay. Let me go in here real quick. All right. So look. Are you taking this hook, line, and sinker? I think many of us are. I mean, I just had a interesting debate this morning with a guy in written prose about the difference between Republican coons and Democrat coons, and I'm not, I'm neither, I'm an American black. And so that's what it is. Okay, so people look. This is what's happening as far as Dion K. Let's watch this video real quick. Uh, viewer discretion is advised, okay? Viewer discretion is advised. It's graphic, y'all. It's graphic. As we play it. So let me say, let me say that this is the body cam of the police officer. This happened in DC. Dion K in DC. They got a call from someone, kind of like Tamir Rice in Cleveland. They, they said someone, they saw someone with a gun. And so the police answered the call. A lot of police, as you see in the end, as you watch what you see in the body cam, right? But two officers pull up and the officer gets out and he's in pursuit of the person. So let's watch this now. Okay, right. Now, usually the media stops it where it looks like the gun is in Dion's hands. Usually the media, the media that you trust so much to tell you about what's good about Trump, what's good about Biden, or what's not good about Trump, but they never tell you what's not good about Biden, right? The same media who you trust to tell you about the vaccines or to tell you about COVID-19 uh, coronavirus are the same people who freeze framed this a few, about five frames back to make it look like he was in his hand, like the gun is in his hand, like he's some kind of threat, like Dion K was some kind of threat to off to the officer, okay? Okay, these, this is the media that you're listening to and you're believing and taking stuff hook, line, and sinker. You're taking a hook, line, and sinker. Okay, look. 
And I, my wife and I looked at the footage they show, they always freeze it. And I said, why is the gun positioned like that, right? We, free, we framed it to show you that he was throwing the gun. He was tossing the gun to surrender. He was tossing the gun because he had no beef. He probably had a beef with somebody in the hood. Love's gonna get you, whatever it is. KRS one, love's gonna get you. Go listen to that. What what else in the hell am I supposed to do? What happens when the police close in? They shot down one, they shot down two. So tell me what the am I supposed to do? You gotta start listening to more hip hop and listening to the messages in it. So look, he's actually tossing the gun. He's not a threat to the officers. So watch this now, because in Cops and Robbers, the way that we played Cops and Robbers as children, when they allowed us to have real reality, real guns that really looked real, when you were captured, you threw your gun down and you went to surrender. So watch this. So he's, he's tossing the gun, right? He's not a threat to the officer. Remember, they they cut it a different way on the news, but he's talking to him. He shoots him in his stomach. And when you look at his face, his face, he goes, oh. And he looks at the officer. We froze this so you can see this. He looks at the officer and says, and his face looks like, you shot me. Oh, he's 18. He's a baby. He's a baby. I'm 49 years old. That is a child. I'm gonna be 50 next year. That could be my child. He was a baby. He was a baby. 18, tossing the gun away like cops and robbers. And he looked at him and said, in his face, he was like, he, he, when you get a gut shot and that's hollow point, I'm surprised that he was even looking anymore because hollow point bounces all through you, hits here, winds up in your shoulder, goes down, lands in your liver, lands in your kidney, comes out, hits in your groin after it hits the initial point. He shot in the stomach, that's a gut shot. You don't come back from that. He was a baby. He was a baby playing cops and robbers and the cop shot him. Didn't say, he, he said, don't move, but he didn't give a chance. He didn't, he had, this is that split second or half a second that Donald Trump talks about that he's dead wrong about. Now I'll tell you, he's dead wrong about that. He's a baby. playing cops and robbers, wasn't even beefing with the police. That's why he threw it away. Maybe he would have been better to have been pulling. Right. Because this guy, in my opinion, as a police officer, is cowardly. Tracy Latrice says, the power is using your vote as leverage to get bills passed. MLK didn't only march, he did both. He told the politicians, 
if they wanted to get his people's vote past the Civil Rights Act, the power is in the vote, right? 213-943-3358. The phone lines are open. Call in, then after you call in, press one, and we'll know that you want to be on air and that you're not just listening to the show. Listen, he was a baby playing cops and robbers. He would have, if it had been a, a, a fellow, I'm just going to say this, a fellow hood in the hood, and they were running up, they probably would have been shooting at each other, right? But he was cops and robbers. They shot down one, they shot down two. So tell me what the I'm supposed to do. KRS-One uh, blueprint. Right, the original blueprint, right? So look, so let's continue on with this, right? Because the body cam doesn't lie. He was a baby. 18. Dying, dying, dying with a gut shot. So he looks at him, he says, he's looking at him like, you shot me. Now listen to what the cop was concerned with. Toss the gun. Where are you talking? Toss the gun. Where is it? Where is it? Where? I don't know. I'm looking for the gun. He's up there. I did. A lot of police coming out for one person, right? A lot, lot of police, right? Meanwhile, a young kid walks around with a semi-automatic weapon travel in from Wisconsin. No, no, traveled in from Illinois to Wisconsin and he gets water. Thanks for being around. He gets the benefit of the doubt, right? So let's continue on. Where, yeah, where's the, hey. He's so worried about finding the gun because the gun tells him, I'm trying to figure out how the gun, the little, the little boy must've had an arm because he tossed it, he under through like playing softball. He tossed it to the side and it tossed way, 50 feet from the initial scene? 50 feet? Let's continue. Hey! Hey, I got it! He's got a, he's got a do-rag on his head. Black male, do-rag on his head, 5'4", 100 pounds, wearing a black shirt. Five four. five, four, and a hundred pounds. Five, four, and a hundred pounds. Five, four, and a hundred pounds. A black male with a do-rag, right? That's what they were saying, right? They were saying, black male, hundred pounds, with a do-rag, only worried about the gun, recovering the gun, 
because they didn't want to be caught up in a situation. The situation that he made. Go ahead. You can talk. Yeah. Um, five, four hundred pounds. So with a gun that's, that he's tossing away. So when do we start shooting? Well, we've been doing it, but, but why aren't these officers that's doing these things being prosecuted? Because my thing is he'd not one time aimed the gun at an officer. Not one time did he aim a gun at an officer, yet he ends up dead when he got, the, the gun couldn't even been misconstrued to be an aim at an officer. He was tossing it, the angle that he was holding it on while he was standing there, he tossed it and then he was coming to them. They said, don't move. Okay, he's tossing the gun. I'm trying to figure out um, in the quickness, in the split second timing of things, there's a lot going on in a split second of time, but how do you draw the conclusion that you should put a bullet in this boy and he's not even aiming at you he's not even a threat is the fact is his very presence a threat is this is are there some kind of underlying laws or something that says you know uh oh yeah there is a stand your ground law i fear for my life how are you fearing let's we need to insert something about the reasonability and a fear should this cause you to fear what is the situation that should cause you to fear? The only thing would be somebody aiming a gun at you. Nobody was aiming a gun at you. He wasn't even in a position. If he wanted to get back in the position to aim the gun at you, it would have been difficult because of, of how he was holding the gun. He was holding it by the edge of the handle, tossing the gun. So... You know, this is this is very disturbing. And how long is it going to go on? And then, like the meme said, Joe Biden's photo ops and empty speeches are disrespectful because he still refuses to end qualified immunity and continues to protect bad cops. That's exactly right. And now the reason why there are even more bad cops popping up, they were bad when they came on the force. They were bad. They had a bad mental when they came on the force. But the reason why more of them are coming out of the closet now is because they have that uh, protection of qualified immunity. What's the qualifiers? You must be only one. You fear for your life. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Now, had that, if the shoe were on the other foot and it was black cops going around shooting uh, white young men, it would be a horse of a different color. They'd be passing laws and amendments and everything else quicker than you can bat your eyelash. But in this type of situation, they're dragging their feet and doing it. And you want our vote? See, this is, these are the things that have to be, we need to start a running list of things that must change. Not no little mamby-pamby amendment either. These are things that must be addressed before the vote. Before we go to vote, it must be addressed and dealt with before, because you're not going to play us like that and say, you know, we promise to do these things once we get in office. No, handle it now, and we'll consider 
well, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna vote for him. But do it now, and that will st- may strengthen your chances with some of us to get our vote. Do it now. Do what we need done now before we get to the polls. Do it now. See if we don't start reacting. Like- and that's where you use your mind to get things done not with with violence on violence that's not gonna do nothing like i said but get your behind blown off but you need to tell them this is this is outrageous we are done with this we are no longer playing this game with y'all we're no longer going back change it now before it's time to vote and i mean right now it's a september this is a good time to get it done. It needs to get done through the month of September and or by mid-October before we would even consider going in that direction. That's it. They blew it. They blew it during the summertime. Like uh, Tracy says, stop marching in circles. Where is the Democrats' George Floyd Justice and Policy Act or the Republicans' The Justice Act, crickets, yet I'm supposed to vote for Biden and Kamula. Give me a effing break. Listen, the Democrats played politics. Tim Scott, Republican, had the Justice Act. Mitch McConnell, in a rare form of, every now and then you get a bigot that will, in my opinion, he's a bigot, uh, that will like Johnson will feel something and say have some compassion right we know we got them down and we're going to have other laws to keep them down but this needs to cease so let's go through this so he said he would give the Democrats as many amendments as they wanted in the Senate to pass the bill they're supposed to pass the bill in the Senate Pass the bill in the House. The House bill comes over to the Senate. The Republicans and Democrats work out to merge the two bills together. They pass the bill, send it back to the House to put money on it, to give it teeth, to make it work, to make it function. If that bill, if those bills have be, have been combined back in the summertime, all of these officers would have been arrested. They were playing politics with this and now it's coming home to roost. We got Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done. Then she threw her beautician <laughs> under the bus. If she throws her neighborhood salon <laughs> under the bus and says that it was a setup causing them to get death threats and the person said they're gonna have to shut down. If she would do that, what has she been doing to us? all along and that was a perfect example people at work they don't really take time to watch what Tim Scott said because they're in that mindset that he's a coon because he's with the Republicans I want to tell you something people I want to give you an enlightenment you are also coonish coonish you are a coon if you're supporting the Democrat Party blindly and they do nothing for your vote. That's a good framing there. You're bringing it down. you bring it down a little bit. There we go. That's a good framing. 
Um, if they do nothing for your vote and you are just out there to make Donald Trump a one-term president, you are a coon for the Democrat Party because they are doing nothing for you whatsoever. Are we hitting them too hard? 213-943-3358. See, people, when they come on, they talk that party line and it be all it's all coonish. People sitting up arguing about uh, different topics. We don't censor and we're not going to argue with you. I'm going to interject in and ask for some clarity. But other than that, I'm not going to argue with you because I want to hear your point. But in the end, you're not going to change my mind. I've been registering people to vote since I was 19 years old. Right? 19 years old. I'm almost 50. I'm 49. I'm, that's 30 years. It'll be 31 years next year. I've seen it. I've seen pretty much it all. And you're not going to change my mind. These popping fresh people that got into it once Obama got going. I've been registering people to vote since Clinton. Okay, so look. Racism is so American. I'm going to add in something. Racism is so American as apple pie. That when you protest it, people think you are protesting American apple pie. That's right, because I would rather have a peach cobbler because peach cobbler tastes better than American apple pie. Racism. Now, below that is a coach, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll says... Bring it up. Pete Carroll says. Pete Carroll urges white people to learn America's real history. Black people can't scream anymore. Pete Carroll urges white people to learn America's real history. Black people can't scream anymore. We've been screaming it. You're sitting up there doing nothing about it because we know it's going to be hard for you to give up privilege to redistribute the money that should have been distributed when slaves were free in 1865. But everybody was so greedy and didn't think that that was the right thing to do. Now you have to pay for it in the uh, worst of ways, worst of terms. So, what do you have to say about that? That's quite, <clears throat> that's quite a statement, actually. And I was just sitting here thinking when you were, <clears throat> you were expounding on that, that we don't really need um, them to march, you know. Uh, God bless y'all, you know. To those of you who have a heart and have a brain, thank you. You know, but we don't really need, uh, if you want to impress me, go start some movements 
on how to gather your uh, funds and redistribute them out, giving up your privilege that, that is so common to you. When you do that, I will be impressed. I will really be impressed. The marching with us and all of that, that, I mean, I guess that makes, that's good food for your soul. That's good food for your soul, but it really doesn't put any muscle behind what we're trying to get done just because your face shows up. Well, maybe if we show up, you know, our people who are doing them wrong will uh, see the point because they'll see some of us marching with them. No, that's not, uh, in theory, that is a fairy tale. All right. So we need for you to consider divvying up your privileges and and saying we're gonna we're gonna stand against these privileges until you do right by the people who basically built this country we're gonna stand in that way y'all not gonna do it though because there's too many it's too many jellybacks uh on that side to do it and i'm sorry you know i know it it it's insulting and it perhaps hurts your feelings but these things the statements that are made in my opinion in my opinion, this is what I have observed over my, um, I'll say 44 years. I'm 54, but I start recognizing things at about 10. So from my observations, you know, these are the things that I've seen that I've just seen a lot of jelly back there. And, you know, it just is what it is. If you want, if you want the respect and you want the honor, you want the sincerity of, or, consider you for us to consider you sincere give up your privilege and then you t- you'll be saying something I would be saying something right I would be saying something I have to sit there and let that sit in sink in for a minute now look people there was a murder Speaking of BLM, right? And Black Lives Matter activists, right? Well, there was a Black Lives uh, alert, alert. There was a Black Lives Matter activist that was involved in (laughs) killing a Trump supporter in Portland. That's right, I said it. Of hashtag BLM activist rebel rouser who was responsible for shooting a pro Trump protester in Portland. That's right. Did you know? Did you, if you didn't know, let's play this real quick. But he has since been killed. By police. Let's run. The, let's run this story. That breaking news at 11. The man linked to the deadly shooting at a Portland protest has reportedly been shot and killed by police. Yeah, Laurel. Good evening. We're at Southwest Third and Alder. This is where Aaron Danielson was shot and killed over the weekend. Many news outlets identified Michael Rinell as the shooter, and we're learning tonight. Rinell is now dead. According to the New York Times, Rinell died during an encounter with police in Lacey, Washington. That is two hours north of Portland, about an hour southwest of Seattle. New York. Okay, okay. When you look at the map, right, when you look at the map, right, 
Washington, and we're talking about on the West Coast, right? You know, no, no, no country for old men. Have you ever seen that movie, No Country for Old Men? You have to see that movie to understand what's going out here in the West. No country for old men. Okay, so up, up north of the map, northwest, you have Washington, then Oregon, right? So he traveled up from Oregon to Washington State. Washington State is different to, different than Washington, D.C. Some people get that confused. District of Columbia in Washington, D.C. is not the same as Washington State. Though that right. last uh, situation that we talked about happened in D.C., but this is not related other than it's shootings and killings but we're going over here to the west coast now and so we're in washington and oregon okay so this guy right are you there i don't see you i don't see you what happened to your picture okay well hopefully you're still there okay there you go okay <laughs> you threw me off for a minute okay so look this guy is shot down. Now, something is strange. Something is wrong. Now, remember remember our premise. Remember I said that when the power, the people who are in power or the organization that has power utilizes certain people to get something done, but then once the people get out of pocket, they become expendable, right? That, that was the earlier premise from before, right? It, speaking of this new group that's come up, the Black Vision. Go go watch that after we're on the replay, right? Why is this? Whenever white men and black men get into a situation where there's a stand, where there's a white man and white police officer, excuse me, and it's a standoff and there's shots fired, usually. There's a standoff and they wait for the person to run out of ammo because you know they're going to run out of ammo. And then they take them in. Why didn't they take this guy in? Something is strange about this story. You know, it's different. It's slightly different than the way. Forget that. It's way different than the way that they treat, usually treat. Caucasians as Caucasian police officers. So something is strange about this story from the inception, from the giddy up that he shot down in Washington State. So let, let, let's continue on. Times is reporting that earlier today, Portland police issued an arrest warrant for Rynell. The Federal Fugitive Task Force tracked him down to an apartment. Rynell came outside and according to the Olympian newspaper, there was an exchange of gunfire. Listen to this. Witnesses recall hearing 40 to 50 shots. Rynell was ultimately killed. Again, this is all connected to a deadly shooting in Portland over the weekend. Tensions were running high as a pro-Trump caravan rolled through the downtown core. As things were wrapping up, Aaron Danielson, a supporter of the right-wing group Patriot Prayer, was gunned down near Southwest 3rd and Alder. Rynell, believed to be part of the Black Lives Matter movement, was reportedly under investigation for the shooting. In an exclusive interview with Vice News, Rynell admitted to shooting Danielson, but he says it was in self-defense. Listen. 
I had no choice. I mean, I, I, I had a choice. I could have sat there and watched them kill a friend of mine of color. But I wasn't going to do that. A friend of mine of color. First of all, they shot him 40, they reported hearing 40 to 50 shots. 40 to 50 shots. When have you known since Bonnie and Clyde, you know, we've only saw that in the movie, so we don't really know. We saw some of the pictures. We don't even know if that's true or not. But when have you known that the authorities shoot down a fellow Caucasian person? 40 to 50 shots. 40 to 50 shots. Usually when they're doing 40 to 50 shots, you know who they're shooting down? 40 to 50 shots. 137 shots in Cleveland, Ohio to the couple in the car, the one cop stood up on the car, white cop stood up on the car and shot through the windshield and then they said that they thought that the black couple was shooting back at them, but it must've been the sounds of their, their own guns firing off and bouncing off the buildings that made them think that they were being shot at. 137 shots. What's the guy's name who was getting ready to get married the next day and they shot him multiple times? Or what about, no, Luima was the one with the plunger. What was the other guy? They shot him 47 times. When do you know that Caucasians get shot? 40 to 50 times. Something does not add up about this story. Something does not add up about this story. One more time. Something does not add up about this story about why it appears, just my opinion, that they wanted to get rid of him because would he have the information and know where some of the bones are buried? Now, something is not does not add up about his story, all right? Now, viewer discretion is advised, right? Viewer discretion is advised because this, we don't edit, like I, I, we showed you the last, so viewer discretion is advised. This is what's happening. So any other time in news media, they can zoom in the picture clear it up and show you they can show you on a surveillance camera they can show you the person's face zoomed in 10,000 times to get to to fill the whole screen and you can see what the person looks like but they haven't thought to just zoom in on the shot scene on the scene where this guy who has been killed by police in Washington who killed a pro-Trump supporter in Portland they couldn't pull that scene up well guess what we did here at hashtag tfr podcast live ob viewer discretion is advised viewer discretion is advised here we go viewer discretion advised did i say that i love it when i hear revving engines not really it kind of scares me
So we pulled it in, right? We pulled it in to show you. So you see the screen jumps back and forth, right? So he says that there was a guy there. Let's back this up. Let's back this up in frame, right? So we zoomed up. So the way the story goes, the guy who was a pro-Trump supporter, his friend was on the news the other day. Uh, yes, yesterday evening, and he was saying that dude approached them. It was a bunch of them because you can hear the people saying just like what the guy says. There's one. We got him. Here's another one, right? So they approach him, and so his friend pulls out pepper spray, and he sprays. At the simultaneously, the guy shoots. So what happens is the dude didn't wait to see what the guy was pulling, kind of like the police officer in DC, in DC did not wait to see that the young baby was throwing the gun away. The baby was throwing the gun away, and it's. In both cases, in my opinion, that is cowardice. So Coward. he sprays, he sprays the mace, but pop, pop, he gets shot and popped twice and he dies. And all he had was a can of mace. Let's watch it again. So when you see the smoke, that's what it is. And how do you know that his friend was telling the truth about the guy having mace? It's what the guy who is filming this with his cell phone is saying, right? So let, let's play this. Or oh, this might not be a cell phone. This might be a camera unless he was shooting wide. But the, I'm gonna say it's a cell phone he was shooting wide. But anyway, look, watch this again. Now dude says that there was some person of color, which we don't see that. I don't see, as we're walking, I see them approaching them. They say, we've got another one, here he is. He walks up, he sprays mace, the first gunshot, second gunshot, the camera guy gets scared. He doesn't know if he wants to run or not. He doesn't stay on scene for a second. He moves off scene. So I don't see where the person of color was. I see them coming up on him. And right here, he says right here, then the mace comes, he see he must have saw him going in his hand, raising up with something, and that's where the mace starts to spray. And then he shoots twice. Right? So let's go back. So you can we want you to see the scene so you can understand it. Here it is. So here's where it plays. They say, uh here he is. Mace in my eyes. That's how you know that 
his friend's wow. side of it was true that his friend raised up with pepper spray mace to mace the people who were approaching them because they were trying to walk home peacefully in Portland and the guy in his cowardice my opinion didn't see kind of like how police officers always say I thought it was a gun he was reaching for a gun but it was a cell phone this is the same cowardice and it comes down to they may need they may need because they were hearing voices they are oppressing me they, they, they seem like they're out to get me they may need some fennel they may need some fennel okay he shoots this guy kills him shoots him twice right people if you because the media is not reporting it to you and they're not reporting it to you correctly right because they don't want you to alarm but we here at hashtag tfr podcast live ob and tfr podcast live hashtag uh, hashtag tfr podcast live want you to see the facts so that you can come up and do your own investigation and form your own truth about what we're saying. We're giving our observations. We're giving our truth about what we see in the facts. And then you have to do the same thing. People, if you do not realize what is happening, let me play it for you again. Remember when Crispus Attucks was shot down during the Revolutionary War? Luckily, the person that was driving the car had the wherewithal to stop because the person lied there dead in the middle of the street and they were doing about 35. I don't know what the speed limit, if it's anything I hear, they might have been doing 45, but they wherewithal to hit the brakes and not roll over the body. Right. Right. So let's go, let's go, through this. Let's go again. Right. If you don't know what you're seeing, we're going to tell you here what you're seeing. Watch it again. Could have rolled all over them, right? Look. We are in the beginning of a civil war. Brought on, have to say it, brought on by the hate of the Democrats for Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump is a racist, right? Donald Trump is a racist. And like I said, I'm not a Democrat or Repub. I'm an American black citizen. I'm an American black man that's looking at it and saying, how do I do what? the the great wisdom from the hood and just stay out the way of this this is a battle for the soul of white folks you heard you've seen that book the soul of black folks this is a war this is a this is a battle for the souls of white folks they have been irresponsible they have been ignorant they have been negligent they have been not forthright, but they have been purposefully 
keeping a group of people down. And this is coming home to roost when you have different factions taking sides and you know that Caucasians, the Caucasian is violent. You know where the Caucasian comes from, the Caucasus Mountains, and they have been violent since they've come from the Caucasus Mountains because they mountains because they came from a cold climate that was rough, gruff. You had to kill or be killed, and so now these people are taking sides. And, this, and neither side is really good for us. So we need to sit it out and see who wins and know who we will then politic with. This is a civil war, people. One more time. If you did not know what you saw, what you just saw, if you don't know what you just saw, let me play it again. He says, right here, I think just by hearing the audio, just hearing the audio, when he says right here, I think that he was going to shoot him even if he had paper, pepper spray or not. Right. I think that he was going to shoot him even if he had pepper spray or not. Watch out, black people. What's that? overly common wisdom, great wisdom in the hood. I'm just out the way. I'm out the way. I'm out the way. I am out the way. Let them battle it out. And then we know who we will politic with. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the things that we are demanding those demands need to be met before election day. It needs to be before that because they have historically shown that they don't have the integrity to keep their word. So because of that, they have, have um, painted themselves into a box that they put themselves in a corner. We can't trust you. So we're going to need for you to do this stuff before election day. And I think we should still set it out. I think you should do what it is that we're demanding you to do in good faith as a show of good faith that you're getting on the right track and you're going to want us in our support in the future. And I think that we should still collectively sit it out. Not only that, not only sit it out, we should start pulling our money. We should start pulling our money out of every economy besides our own. We should support black business. We should trade black. We should barter black. We should, and this is not, see, again, you always got to put a, some type of explanation on it because some people act like they're, uh, they have selective aptitude uh, in their brain when you say certain things like, well, well, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? This is what I mean. We're going to support our businesses for our purpose for our economic growth, uh, we're going to support our educational systems. We're going to become an entity within an entity until you have demonstrated that we could come in and assimilate with you guys and have fair laws passed, fair practices, fair police treatment, 
uh, until we have no more of this foolishness that we've been enduring for all of these years. Until you do that, see, if we do that, we have the economic power to do it. We have it, but here's what, what, we, what else we have. We have people who are very comfortable. You got a set, certain demographic of black people who are very comfortable. We doing all right, you know? Um, we're not, we don't have any problems. We're just, uh, we have our home in the burbs. We have our two, we have our white picket fence. We have our two cars and two kids and we're doing all right, just like we are. We make six figures a year. And so we're good. I don't know what you guys are complaining about. You should have went to college. You should have got an education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still paying for the education while they're giving uh, free education to people coming out from this country. You still paying for the education. So you're not really prospering because uh, you're in a 30 year mortgage. Uh, you're paying back $100,000 in student loans. Uh, you have five years on two different luxury vehicles because you're keeping up with the Joneses. So you're paying $600 each for two luxury vehicles. You are not free. So you need to be on board. You need to be on board. Give up some of that for those freedoms because you're not free. You got chains all around your neck. You got stocks on your wrists and ankles and a stock around your neck and a leash around your neck. You're not free. So you may as well get on about this program and we make something happen in this country for us. And I'm serious, I'm dead serious. We have to make a concerted effort to come together with our economic, our money. And some people got more money than others, but money talks and BS runs a marathon all the way to Peru. We have to come with our economics. Peru is on fire, by the way, with COVID. So that, where are you running to? <laughs> All right, people. Where the rubber hits the road. Okay, speaking of places being on fire and having a vaccine, people. Did you know that the vaccine, the headline, here by October, the vaccine could be here by October. But here is the fine print, right? And let me read this to you, right? I even lightened it up so that you will be able to see it. Are you ready for this? Are you taking the vaccine? Are you going to take the vaccine in October? Does the vaccine have a little chip in it? Does the vaccine, is it a conspiracy theory that the vaccine somehow will activate neurological damage inside of your brain and your motor functions with the 5G? Is it true? But here is something, we don't know. Those could be conspiracy theories. You need to do your research, but here is something that is fact that is fact are you ready and manufacturers manufacturers will be immune from civil liability if it is uh later found that the vaccines cause harm after being rushed through again and manufacturers will be immune from civil liability if it is if it has later been found 
to, to cause harm after being rushed through. Now, right there, people, that's facts. That's facts. Now, 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 conspiracy theories and all that, that's fine. We don't know if it's conspiracy theories, if there's a chip in it or not. But we do know that manufacturers will not be held responsible if it causes death or because it was rushed through. Are you going to take this vaccine, people? Are you ready if they call and tell you that you have to take it or... or whatever circumstances they can think of. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Right? Are you ready? That is that is the paramount point to this is that are you ready for this vaccine? Are you ready for this vaccine? Will you be ready for this vaccine? Are you going to take the vaccine? 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. We got 27 minutes left. We'd like to get at least one phone call in to say, are you going to take this vaccine? Or are they cutting our signal so people usually who could see us can't see us so they can't call in because we're talking, we're not talking Jigaboo fantasies. We're not talking uh, coon-like stuff. We're not jigabooing across the screen. We're not singing and dancing. We're not minstreling like Al Josen, right? We're not saying ah. We're not being bamboozled. If you haven't never seen that film, see Bamboozled by Spike Lee, right? So. Are we, are you ready to take the vaccine where the people who rushed it through, the companies that rushed it through, the manufacturers will, will be held, will be, will have qualified immunity. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, when you asked, the answer is nope, capital N-O-P-E. 72 font underline bold face all right in uh aerial black all right this is an automatic no no i'm not doing it now i you know i didn't take the flu vaccine i keep seeing that same disclaimer that you showed with that one about the manufacturers being uh you know not held responsible that's the same disclaimer i believe that's on the vaccines that they give um, children, uh, the small children, which has now been linked to autism and little black boys. I think the same disclaimer is on that as well. And if we search, we probably are going to find that that disclaimer is on everything because the vaccine is voluntary. That's the reason why it's voluntary because they're not holding any responsibility. If they could guarantee that the vaccine was foolproof, um, then they have may have more of a uh, leg to stand on and making it a mandatory thing but you can't make that mandatory because you're saying so how are you going to make a person and tell a person that they should take something but just in case it's something else they're not just talking about it not working for you 
they're talking about if it causes this encompasses if it causes other illnesses if uh, uh you become a human vegetable you know with drool coming out of your mouth uh and stuff like that that's encompassing all of that they are saying you can take this at your own risk play at your own risk you know that's what they're saying they're saying come so through your own women 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 yeah 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 at your own <laughs> play at your own risk own yeah. risk play at your own risk own I'm telling risk. you if you don't know what that is look up planet patrol play at your own risk continue on yeah I believe that was that was 1982, wasn't it? 82 or 83, something like that. 81? Okay, 81. All right, so uh yeah, so you know, we're we're told that you can take this at your own risk. This is what we've come up with as the antidote for this other thing we created. By the way, we have a patent on all of it. We getting paid from all of it. See, so whether you take the vaccine or you don't, you know, we we getting paid on every end of this thing. So here's your antidote. Here, you don't have to be fearful anymore. If you take this vaccine, you don't have to be afraid. Just take it. But understand that if you take it, you got to trust us to take it now. But if you take it, it's at your own risk. Your eyeballs might fly out of your head. Your lips might twist up in like uh, 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 it'll be the first case where you have arthritis in your lips. It could be all kinds of new stuff going on. But you doing this at your own risk and we are not responsible because you chose to do it through your own fear. So we got several different historical things that are working here. We've used the Hegelian dialect to incite panic into the people. Okay, wait, 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 to... wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Tell them what that dialect means. What does that mean? And remember people, we are giving our observations and our opinions and you can just go do the research yourself and figure out and find the facts and create your truth. That's your mind state and get out of this mindset of being drones. I'm walking. I'm a zombie. I'm bumping into even mm. zombies have purpose <laughs> when the drones are played. <laughs> Let me go. Not the drums, not the drums. And you know who's always upset in those old 1930, 40, 50s movies when the drums start playing and they show the zombie come with the waxed eyes. It's a black guy that used to be alive, but now he's dead. And he, the drums, the drums, stop the drums. Anyway, go ahead, continue. <laughs> so the Hegelian dialect uh, is something that was used in Nazi Germany by Hitler's propaganda minister. The premise behind the Hegelian dialect was that you want the people, there's something that you want the whole whole of the people to do. 
but you know that they're not going to be in agreement with it. The majority are not going to be in agreement. So you come up with a panic, something that incites panic with the people. And so then the people are panicked and people die and stuff like that. And so then you come and present the solution and the solution the people go for because they're in fear They've lost loved ones and things like that. They don't know. I mean, just like right now, all age groups are being affected. Um, you know, you have demographics. You have the elderly. You have uh, the overweight. You have people who have pre-existing conditions. You have all these different demographics. Now you have young people that are catching it. Uh, today I saw uh, a frat houses, uh, people at the frat houses. You got to cover every demographic, right? So, so when you present your solution, everybody's on board. So then you get the results that you originally wanted in the first place that the people would not have been with. So that's the Hegelian dialect. It is a uh, inciting a panic to get people to do what you originally want them to do when you present the solution to the problem, which was really the 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 very thing you wanted them to do in the first place. And they go for it where they wouldn't have before. So this is in place. The Hegelian dialect is in place. Then you have uh, 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 the, the experimentation going on through the drugs. And now they've gotten smart because there's been so many lawsuits, you know, they, so now they got smart and put a disclaimer on it and saying, but we're not responsible. We want you to take it, but we're we're doing this for you. So they put the spin on it. So it's like, but we came up with this for you. We've been working tirelessly. We haven't been getting any sleep. We've been denying our families. And, you know, and we came up with this just for you. But that's the thing you wanted to put in us in the first place. And you didn't want, you knew that most people wasn't going to just go for taking a shot of something that is connected to something else but I'm not gonna that's that's a theory that's a strong theory I'm gonna keep it to myself right now though but it's gonna you want everybody to be injected with this particular fluid because it's gonna help usher in something else but you know people ain't going for it people like me we're not going for it so you incite a panic you take my father from me you know, you take my father from me. So that's supposed to make, scare me now. Ha! Wrong. Wrong. So, because my dad, my dad is straight. You understand? So you haven't, what you have done, see a person like me, what you have done is fuel and ensure you have sealed your fate regarding a vaccine concerning me. I will not be taking it. You can make it a law and I wouldn't take it. All right. So that's, that's how it is. So, you know, this is what they do. This is what they've done. So by, by your loss of a loved one, someone who's very dear to you, especially, you know, in our case, our father was elderly. So it's like, it was a bully move, you know, it ended up being a bully move, you know, and, but you didn't phase me not one bit that, that that has not even altered my mindset about taking a vaccine because i knew that's what you wanted us to do in the first place i know the hegelian dialect is all over it i know what it is so it's not gonna happen so the answer again is no 72 font aerial black underline <laughs> that's it
Well, let's read. Let's read what Tracy had to say. The Democrat African American diaspora coons. I, I put I put that in there. I'm I'm just putting in words. <laughs> putting in words. I very apologetic. The Democratic African American diaspora coons have to be called out on this. That was capital letters. She said what you were saying earlier. Facts. Sandra Bland had a college degree. Still murdered her. They don't dance no more. They don't dance no more. Goody Mo B. In come the robots. That's right, people. So we, we've told you about that. We Listen. Hashtag TFR Podcast Live every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on the Film Review Life channel. The Film Review Life channel. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe now. Click the bell so you will have notifications when we go live with hashtag TFR Podcast Live and hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. Make sure that you go over there and you do that. But we have broke down. We have brought you the information. We have brought you the facts for you to look at, determine, research, and then come with your particular mind state and not mindset. Got to get out of being the drone and the bees. There's more than one queen or king. From From episodes 104 to 110, we dropped about the coronavirus about the plot, about accelerationism. We talk about that in between 104 up to 110. Then from episodes 121 to 128, we break down all the information about what's happening in the election and with uh, based on the COVID-19 response or lack of response or how the media is covering it, we're the first ones to tell you about herd immunity and the media is just now rolling it out. They're not giving you any, any information on it, right? But they're stoking it with fear and trying to blame it to make someone a one-term president, which means we keep on harping on that because that means they don't care about you because they should be giving you the information necessary to keep you alive and they don't care. Everything is shaped to be a one-term president or they're trying to, on another station, they're trying to just be pro that person, but at least they're fair and balanced with no fear. That's what that's what the one channel, and I hate to say Fox is some a channel that you should watch because we know they had a racist slant, but their slogan is fair and balanced with no fear. And why did they say that? I'm just thinking about the slogan right now. They think about it because they know that the other stations are dealing in fear. It's crazy, yo, that a station that's about race baiting and racism is someone where you can get a place where you can get clear information for you to be able to make your own decisions. And that's what we do here at Hashtag TFR Podcast Live 
and hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB Observations. Speaking of, you know, taking the mark. Oh, did we even say that we were talking about? Did we even say that we were talking about that? Oh, oh, let me bring this up right here. Let me bring this up right here. Speaking of taking the mark, you know, I always I picked this particular uh, avatar. I mean, this particular meme because white people are always talking about taking the mark, right? Always talking about the mark. They always talking about taking the mark. And they've been talking about taking the mark. And it seems like it's a white thing. But I remember the book Leviathan 666, which laid that out. You know, dude since then has went to prison and stuff. And, you know, he was... But the information he was putting in there was pretty interesting and pretty potent, right? But are you going to be willing to take the mark? Are they going to use that dialect again? And say, how will you be able to track your kids if, oh, they already did that already. Some kids are running around here with a chip inside of them already. How are you going to track your kids if they get if they get kidnapped and all that? How would you be able to track them? Will you be able to track them to the chip? Well, I'm sure that the same people who make the chip, the same people who know that their cousin knows how to remove the chip from the kids that they kidnapped. It's all the same circle. So look, people. Would you take the vaccine? We've already discussed that. And it's up to you to make the decision, right? Will you? We just gonna bring you some facts for you to go out and create your mind state on it, not mindset, right? Is it like a potato chip? Is the chip like a potato chip? It it seems good, but one day it's gonna kill your ass. I mean, it's gonna kill you. Like the potato chips are tasty, but you have to take them in spurts, in my opinion, because you know there's no nutritional value necessarily in a potato. And the potato, you know, remember the potato famine in Ireland, which brought the Irish over here which made them either they go to war for the civil war or they became patty rollers to get their sit. The potato family, you look at it, right? But potatoes is an Irish thing and potatoes do taste good when you fry them, when you bake them. Not much nutritional value to a potato and too much of them can bloat you and cause problems. So is this chip like a potato chip. You're taking this in, it's gonna have all your information, uh, it's gonna be able to track you. You know, if you pull back the driver's license, when they show you what the driver's license is like, what's underneath it, a chip is already there. So you've already taken a chip and technically you've already taken the mark because you took a social security number. So you already got the number, the mark. Anyway, I'm going to leave it to you. We got nine minutes here. You know, what's interesting is I came across, just happened on a video this morning of a guy who um, was very instrumental in coming up with this uh, chip. And he said that it was uh, about the third of a size of, no, he said it was like a half 
a grain of rice. That's how big the chip is. And he talked about how they wanted him to formulate it. This guy is now a Christian. So he he realized what he had taken part in. And he said even when he realized he realized that before he was a Christian and knew it was wrong, but because the money was so good, he he continued in doing what it was he wanted them to do, right? Okay, now wait. Now, so let, he me, said, let me let me let me interject here and say that is possible. Now remember, we drop information to you so that you can and we drop facts so that you can go and and research. Because this is just our observations, our opinions. We're not saying anything. Is it conspiracy theory? Is it not? It's up for you to go figure it out. And this is plausible that he became a Christian because Einstein was highly upset with what they did when they made the atom bomb for more for his calculations to blow up Hiroshima in another city in Japan to make the Japanese surrender in World War II, right? They weren't dropping them on the Europeans. Why were they dropping them on? But, you know, they came over here and they own businesses and they treat us like crap. Oh, really? But thank you to 808 creator. He created the 808. And a lot of great hip-hop has been produced from off of 808. A lot of great R&B. Like, did you know just... Side, side story here. Did you know that Sexual Healing by by Marvin Gaye was produced on a 808 drum machine? Can you believe that? It was produced on an 808 drum machine. Just some quick facts. Matter of fact, we're going to be History. reviewing the documentary on the 808 this weekend on Hashtag the Film Review Life wow. Channel on hashtag TFR Podcast Live at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay, go ahead, continue. So that is all plausible and feasible, possibly, that he did have a change of heart. Like Einstein said, why did you take my calculations and kill people instead of help people? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm gonna make this real quick. So that's just the video I happened on. I wasn't looking for it. I just came up on it. So he just talked about some of the things they wanted him to put in this chip. And I find this very interesting because the main, one of the main ingredients was lithium. Now, lithium is a drug. Lithium is also a different type of lithium is used in batteries. Now they were using lithium uh, for two reasons. The lithium was to give the electronic frequency to the chip so that it could be functional or programmable outside of the body by whichever means that they were going to do that. But I'm looking up lithium here and the drug lithium is compounds also known as lithium salts are primarily used as a psychiatric medication. It is primarily used to treat bipolar disorder and treat major depressive disorder that does not improve following uh, the use of antidepressants in these disorders. It reduces the risk of suicide. Lithium is taken by mouth. Now the other lithium, a lithium uh, ion battery or 
battery is a type of rechargeable battery. Lithium ion batteries are commonly used for portable electronics and electric vehicles and are growing in popularity for military and aerospace applications. I would venture to say that they're probably going to use both types of lithium in this particular chip because of the fact that their brain control, mind control, all of that is going to be in the chip. Access to your money uh, through the bank. You can pay your taxes. If you don't pay your taxes, they're going to come in and take it out through the chip. Everything, uh, probably ordering groceries, probably everything is going to be taken through this chip. So the question is, would you be inject? Would you allow this to be put in your body, especially if they're saying that this is the way the future is going and this is going to be a requirement? If not, you better start thinking about what you're going to do if you're not going to take it. What's your diet going to be like? What you're going to eat? I'm already, see, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to divulge everything, but I'm already looking to the alternative, already doing it, all right? I'm already doing it. So, because there's some things I'm just not going to do. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So, I have, because I know I'm not going to do it, I know that that would be a hard road if that had become a law and a requirement. I have to already be on my P's and Q's as to what I am going to do. If I'm not going to do that, and I, I encourage you to do the same thing. Mm, mm, mm. Listen, listen, people. That lithium that controls the mind and the lithium military grade, that's a plausible possibility because uh, speaking they can control the mind and they're gonna put it both in because when you have your little pet robot and he's your protector and you say, come on robot, have you seen iRobot? We did a review on that. But anyway, mm -hmm. and, and you're following, he's following you, come on, robot, or you think, go, robot, and the robot goes. You see those old science, science fiction movies where the robot goes when the person calls? How did they get the robot to do that unless they were injected with something? Films in Hollywood give you what the future will be if you sit up and watch. You need to go back and watch our 104 through 110 and 121 through 128. We lay it out for you, everything, and we use and we show you films in particular and review films that help you to understand. And when you go back and watch those, you will have a better middle standing on it and then you can decide if you want to take the chip or not. But that is possible, plausible and not a conspiracy theory because how would they get the robots to follow your commands through mental telepathy? Let me pronounce that again. Mental telepathy, <laughs> uh, whatever. You know what it is. Telepathy. Through your mind, you control telepathy. your robot. Yeah, you know, in my tongue, as I get older, I'm starting to get that geeky. I'm starting, you know, 
black man, the tongue is smooth. The next thing you know, we wind up like Jesse Jackson, and then just be well spoken. And in the end, we all wind up back at Geechee. We talking about Geechee, and we I knew people who spoke Geechee, and I would listen, and I we could hold a conversation. They would understand what I was. It was one customer in particular. I won't say a lot. It was one customer when we had our second store open, and. She would come in and she would talk. And she would talk Geechee. And I would listen and be able to decipher what she was saying. And then I would talk in the way I'm speaking now. She could understand me. And you know what she did? She brought us in these precious cars. Like model stock cars. Because you know Hot Wheels and Mattel. Hot Wheels and the other ones are matchbox matchbox are to get kids ready to get into building cars that's what they're for so you collect your type of car then one day you might grow up and own that type of car and you work on that type of car and it builds you then you start then you start getting into the constructing the model cars then you work up into working on engines and actually repairing cars either body work or actual engine work that's what those cars are for. So she brought these in and they were like collector's items and she let us have them because probably just looking at it, people probably did not have time for her because of the way she spoke. And people, we have run out of time. So we're gonna see you Monday, 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 Monday with another episode of The Film Review Presents Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. There's something about Germany, why I made a curator's deck of the Hollywood French community. Unity, 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 un